I'm Ivana. And I'm Jay. And you're listening to Friends with Elephants. A show for the cool nerd in you. So, tomorrow is Canada Day. Uh, that is Canada Day, that's right. Yeah, not Canada Day. <laughs> uh, yeah, tomorrow's Canada Day. I'm going camping for about five days. You're going to take over editing the podcast this I am, week, so I am. Pretty excited to hear it once I get back. So, Jay and I had a conversation this week, which I thought was really interesting because... Since Jay generally edits the podcast together, he always asks me, oh, is everything okay? Did I edit it all right? And I listen to it. I'm like, yeah, this sounds great. In my memory, it's exactly the conversation that we had. And in reality, I have literally cut like two to five minutes from every conversation. Yeah, but I I have no recollection of that. Which is perfect to me. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for having me over tonight. We, Becky and Blake and you and me. Yeah, we had a double date prior to doing this podcast. And we watched an episode of The Bachelorette. And I'd never seen an episode before. And I got to tell you, that thing is like crack, because by the end, I was like, I want that Sean guy off the show. (laughs) Kick him off. (laughs) I'm not even joking with you. That's how Blake gets hooked every season. Every single season of The Bachelor or Bachelorette. And frankly, that's how I got hooked. I didn't think I would get into it that quickly or even at all. And I did have a good time watching it. So thank you for having us over. That was very, very kind of you. But you know what? We're going to talk more about this later when we discuss the scripted program named Unreal. Yep, we're going to get there. So for all of our listeners, clearly it's after Canada Day for you. Okay, can you just say Canada Day. <laughs> Canada Day. There it is. One more time. Canada Day. No! Why is there two ends in Canada? Just say Canada once. <laughs> Just once. It's your country and home and native land. Canada. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know why it's coming out weird. It's time for a nerd battle. This week, it's a Muppet battle. Because the Muppets are coming back this fall, and I just saw a preview, and I thought it was super funny. It's like The Office, but with The Muppet Show. So it got us talking about The Muppets and our favorite Muppets. And I am disgusted to hear that your favorite Muppet is Gonzo. Gonzo is the greatest Muppet of all time. I cannot believe that you're going with Kermit. Kermit D. Frog here. Amazing. typical. Okay, well, you start us off. Here's why Gonzo is the greatest. He's blue. He has a long nose. It's downturn. (laughs) Kermit is green he lives in a swamp and is into interracial interspecies sex Gonzo is so upset at life that how can you not love him well Kermit always has a dilemma mostly because of Gonzo being a prissy prissy boy he's not prissy he's sensitive he's a sensitive man who has a lot of feelings he is the muppets version of daffy duck and he can't stand that bugs bunny gets all the credit well you know what kermit the frog does so much for that show no thanks from anybody on that show are you kidding me no thanks kermit entirely and 
utterly relies on the rest of the Muppets, Gonzo being one of the ones that he relies on. He relies heavily on every single Muppet, you are right, to run a great show, and how often are we disappointed by Gonzo's act? Kermit comes out every single time. Excuse me? Excuse me? Yes. What act are you ever disappointed with when it comes to Gonzo? He is always the most entertaining Muppet of them all. I just want to give him a hug every time he does anything. never works. His chickens always peck him and leave him. Exactly. What do you think comedy is? I feel bad that Gonzo's in the show and Kermit has to deal with him. Not to mention also, Kermit has the greatest Muppet song of all of the Muppets. The Rainbow Connection. It's about inspiration. Find it, the Rainbow Connection. The lovers, the dreamers, and me. You have a pretty good Kermit voice. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. But I, but that is not why I'm saying Kermit. I am saying Kermit for the fact that he puts up with everybody and he always does his best at every turn and he doesn't get the respect that he wants and he's so polite. He's such a polite frog. Does he even want respect? I think he just likes supporting other people. Who do you remember? Who do you think about when you think of the Muppets? You think of obviously Mrs. Piggy and also Gonzo and also Animal and that's it. You always think of Kermit. How could you, when you think of the Muppets, not think of Kermit? Also, Kermit is beloved. Beloved. Not only by the world, but also by Becky. Becky, growing up, had a little crush on Kermit the Frog. Well, you know who Blake had a crush on? Well, not a crush, but he liked. Gonzo? No. Because nobody would have a crush ever on that blue freak. Childhood me would beg to differ. <sighs> Who do you think won this battle? Was it Kermit the Frog or Gonzo the quote unquote great? And maybe it's neither and you want to tell us what your favorite Muppet is. Make sure you do that. It seems like for Canada Day, we're having a very Canadian podcast episode here. We are, actually, because the Pan Am Games, which are a world event, are actually coming to our humble city of Toronto this year. And in true Canadian fashion, we cannot stop complaining about something. Full disclosure here, I think I might have been, I don't know, off in the clouds or something. But all of a sudden, I get into my car this week and everybody's talking about these new HOV lanes. And I I listen to a lot of talk radio. I know. Totally uncool, but I really enjoy listening. We're basically talk talk radio. Exactly, and you know what? I really like talk radio. I like listening to people complain about things. (laughs) So I don't know what that says about me. Right, so HOV, high occupancy vehicle. If you do not have three or more people, or you are not a Pan Am Games athlete, then you are not allowed to drive in these lanes. If you are caught driving in these lanes, you will get pulled over, you will be fined, and three demerit points will be taken away from your license. This is a big deal. It's a huge deal in the city. Um, However. It is temporary, and I'm thinking about the athletes. There are going to be like something crazy, like 45,000 athletes from around the world coming here with their coaches, with all of their teams, their families, et cetera, et cetera. If you're an athlete, and I believe the Pan Am Games are 
lead up to Olympic level competition. That is correct. And you have a competition that you have to make because sponsors have paid you, et cetera, et cetera. You can't be held up by our Toronto traffic because GTA traffic is like the worst traffic in North America. Well, it's interesting because we found an article on the science of traffic and it, it literally has to do with somebody doing something strange and the driver behind them reacting within three quarters of a second. By hitting their brakes. By hitting their brakes and a wave of brake hitting continues. But what are we doing that we're hitting our brakes? Like what what is initially starting that first car to do something unusual that scares that first car to brake that sends the wave down the line? It's the asshole drivers. Imagine you're on a high speed highway. You have one guy and he's going 110 kilometers per hour. On the right hand lane beside him, there's a speedster. He's late. He needs to get somewhere fast. He is going 120 kilometers an hour. He sees an opening, but he also sees that you, going 110 kilometers an hour, are about to close in on that opening. In order to make it, he speeds up to 130 kilometers an hour. All of a sudden, zip, he goes into your lane. Shit, you're still going 110 kilometers an hour and you're about to hit him really hard. What do you have to do? Hit the brakes or else there will be an accident. You hit the brakes, the guy behind you hits the brakes, the guy behind him hits the brakes, the girl behind him hits the brakes, and it keeps going until all of a sudden we're in a traffic jam. All right, well, that was the most exciting thing I think I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you're right. Yeah, I think that's what's going on. And it's all that asshole, that one asshole. So you agree that these athletes need these HOV lanes? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I totally agree. I think this is just fine. When I first learned about this on Monday morning this week, I thought this was a permanent change. No! And I was outraged that there would be permanent HOV lanes all over our awful Toronto congested traffic for the rest of time with three demerit points. Now that I realize that it's just for Pan Am Games, shut up, Toronto. Deal with it. It's the Pan Am Games. It's not that big a deal. Ivana has spoken. Mary, do ditch Canadian superstar edition. I love it. That is such a great idea. All right. So go Canada. Here we go with three. Justin Bieber, Ryan Reynolds, and Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen's Canadian? He is from Vancouver. What? You know it. I honestly had no idea. Well, now you do. His friendship with Jay Busherell, who I wish was on this list, FYI. I was going to put him on, but I know you love him. Their friendship makes so much more sense now. Totally. Huh. So who do you, who are you? Clearly, I'm ditching Justin Bieber. First of all, ew. Second of all, ew. <laughs> then I'm going to marry Ryan Reynolds, who is the greatest man on earth. And yes, I'm totally going to do Seth Rogen because honestly, I do think that he would be amazing in bed. Uh, gonna marry Seth Rogen because I think we'd spend a lot of time just hanging out, which is, you know, my favorite pastime. I'm gonna do Ryan Reynolds because if I was gay, he'd already be on my list. And I'm ditching Justin Bieber. Who you got? Who wouldn't want to ditch him? Oh, yeah. All right. For you, I have Colby Smulders. <sighs> Love it. Rachel McAdams. Love it. Shania 
Twain. I had the pleasure of meeting Shania Twain. Really? I did. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ditch Shania Twain. What? Yep. I'm not gonna go into the details of this story, but I did meet her through the radio station, and she was surly. And I understand why. You know, there's a lot of people after her, and uh, she's had some problems in the past with with fans. But I was a little bit shocked, so I am ditching Shania Twain. Now, Rachel McAdams, I am not ditching. I am doing. Yeah. Rachel McAdams totally doing. And Colby Smolders, just because of How I Met Your Mother. And I feel like she can't be too far off from that character. I think we just have a blast together all the time. Marry her all the way. What about you? I'm going to... Ditch Shania Twain. Okay. I'm going to marry Rachel McAdams. Oh, all right. All right. I think she's the marrying kind. Okay. And I'm going to do Colby Smulders. I love it. Either way, you gave me three beautiful Canadian ladies. You gave me two beautiful (laughs) Canadian men. (laughs) And just in case it wasn't clear... Justin Bieber's The Gross One. This week, we watched a television series. We didn't just watch a television series. We watched my new favorite television series. I'm so excited you love it as much as I do. It was so good. Okay, and this is just a silly Lifetime show, but unreal. And literally, the show is unreal. Yep, that's the name of the series, and it's created by Marty Noxon, who I should have known right from the get-go that, okay, there she is. She worked on Buffy. She self-proclaimed ruined Buffy, but how do you ruin Buffy? So I am super excited already for her being in this. And then, wham, we get this show that is Filthy and dirty and political and so character driven for a show that is basically all about The Bachelor. Yeah, that's actually one of the most brilliant things about this is that first I asked you to watch Unreal and then I forced you to watch The Bachelorette and now I've created Two addictions for the price of one. And the whole time I'm watching The Bachelorette, I'm going, there's a producer in her ear. There's a producer manipulating this situation. Oh, my gosh. You know they want her to be in this and him to be gone. And, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Honestly, I think that The Bachelorette and Bachelor, those shows are better for watching Unreal. I agree. All of a sudden, so I had watched it sort of in the opposite. Um, Jay watched Unreal first, and then he watched The Bachelorette. I previously have seen The Bachelor and Bachelorette and a bunch of seasons of them. Yes, they're awful. Yes, they're crack. And yes, I watch (laughs) them. But then watching Unreal afterwards, all of a sudden it was like everything fell into place. Suddenly it made so much much sense why these people would act so crazy. And that's what this show does. It lifts the veil. It shows us the wizard behind the curtain And it tells us, how do you get people who should be normal to act so gosh darn crazy in a reality television series about love? It was amazing. And I have to say, if you watch the newsroom all about the people who make the news show run, 
This is similar to that in that it's everybody behind the scenes making this bachelorette or bachelor show, I should say, run. Now, you get one character who's really interesting. It's Rachel. And Rachel is coming back after everybody thinks she went crazy. And then by the end of the first episode, you understand what happened. And kaboom goes the dynamite, okay? She basically flipped out, told everybody that this was BS, got drunk, and stormed the set. So while you're watching everything, you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like this, And this is all just from the pilot. Like I've only just watched the pilot. I will continue watching the whole series. Thank you so much. Now that you know what The Bachelor is and you know how you have to behave because there are rules associated with the series, would you make a good Bachelor and... No, I would be a terrible Bachelor. Why? Because I would be so curt with all of the ladies. If I didn't like you, I'm not going to lie to your face and tell you I like you. You have to. That's the job. And that's why I could never be a good Bachelor because you know I can't lie. You're right. You know what? You know who'd be a good bachelor? Blake. Oh, Blake would be an awesome bachelor. You would be a good contestant, though. I would be a good contestant like, because I'd be stirring things up. Yeah, you would stir things up, and I have a feeling that you would be that guy that would unexpectedly happen to fall for the bachelorette, and then all of a sudden you'd get to, like, the final, I don't know, six to four, somewhere in that range... You would be convinced that you have real feelings. You would be shocked because your goal was to stir things up. And then you would get taken off the show and you would be devastated. Well, I will never get to that point. And I think we've talked a lot about the Bachelor reality shows. I hope you are happy with yourself, Ivana. I am. But I just think that it's entertaining to th think about the what would you do in this situation. You know what I mean? I agree. But next week... We are going to watch something that has nothing to do with Bachelors or love or anything like that. We're going to watch one of my favorite summer movies of all time. And because summer's officially kicked off as far as I'm concerned, this is the perfect movie to have because Ivana has never seen it. And I'm actually looking at you with daggers because Stand By Me from 1983, I want to say, or maybe 1986... Amazing. And it's one of Rob Reiner's best films. Will Wheaton's in it. You've got a young Jerry O'Connell, Corey Feldman. Will Wheaton? Phoenix Rider, Phoenix Rider, Phoenix River Phoenix. That's his name. And you are just in for just the treat of your lifetime. I'm really excited when Jay and Blake found out that I hadn't seen this movie, which was approximately two weeks ago. Both of them gave me an earful, so I'm really just excited to watch it so that I don't have to keep listening about this movie. So next week, we're going to tackle Stand By Me, so please make sure to watch it with us. And don't be surprised if I just say, hey, Ivana, how was it? And let her go off on a tangent like I did this week with Unreal. Reddit Advice Corner. This week on Reddit Advice Corner... P in teacups, great name by the way, has asked for some advice about a cheating coworker. There is a VP at my company 
that has been having an affair for the better part of a year with a much younger subordinate of his. He's an awful man. He has a wife and two young kids at home that he never spends time with. The subordinate he's having an affair with is also married. In two weeks, all of the higher-ups will be flying across the country to attend a work event. She is not to attend, but it has come to my attention that he is planning to catch a separate flight from all the other attendants so that he can bring her with him. I really want this man gone. What do I do? Wow. Okay. I gotta say, this is, um, wow, this is our biggest, juiciest uh, Reddit advice corner yet. And- by a person named P and Teacups, which is pretty brilliant. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty awesome. So I'm thinking nothing. Just kind of leave it alone. <laughs> I no, okay. I I mean, you're right. The real life correct advice is don't worry about this person. It sounds like he's a pretty high up in the company. Given the way that you're writing about him, I'm assuming you're not at the same level. You're below him. Don't play with fire. Yes, that is the the adult and grown-up thing to say and do, but... Now that we're done with that, let's play some games and think about ways that we can actually help this person. Okay, go. But don't do any of the things that we're suggesting. Um... Ah... Okay, so we have an opportunity here because he's going to be taking a different flight to take this girl. If he's actually bringing her on the trip, the key is to unearth the fact that she's there with him. That's a good point. So if she's walking the halls, make sure to point it out. Or, oh my gosh, you're here. Or whatever it takes to get other people to recognize the fact that this person is on this trip. I didn't know you were coming. Oh my God, what room are you staying in? Etc. Etc. That is a first key moment. The next thing to do would be to potentially do the super sleuth route and see if they have any pictures together on the social interwebs. Yeah, if you can find some actual proof that this is going on, uh, maybe you can uh, distribute that to somebody that may w- may love to know about that. I don't know. Yeah, like it might be, you know, oh, hey, Kathy, the office gossip. Kathy, oh my goodness, I can't believe what I found this weekend. Don't tell anyone it's a big secret. Kathy will not be able to keep it's her mouth shut. It's too big a secret for Kathy not to shut up about. Yeah. Um, anything else? You could go directly to him, but he's so high up in the company, I would not do anything like that. Or maybe go to the the subordinate who's having the affair with him and say, hey, people know. <gasps> directly discuss it with her. With her, not him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, how would you say? What? Let's... I would probably take her aside and be like, hey, how's everything going? Oh, my gosh. I There is a rumor going. I I don't know if you know this, but people are saying some stuff about you and VP of the company. I mean, I'm not spreading it around. I just wanted you to know. That's actually a really good move. I would slightly alter that move. I love it. I love it. But I'm just going to tweak it a little bit. Go for it. 
find a way to get this girl to have happy hour drinks with you and turn it into a drinking bonanza to the point that you guys are drunk at approximately 11 p.m. because it's going to take from, let's say, after work 6 p.m. until 11 p.m. to get to the right level of drunk. That's where you say what you just said. You do it under the guise of being really friendly and sort of say like, oh, now that I've gotten to know you better and I like you so much, I just can't keep it in anymore. The good thing about doing it that way is you're likely to get some inside scoop. Does this girl really love the VP? Did he sexually harass her into a situation where she feels like she's stuck saying yes? What is going on? You will get the inside scoop. I love it. I think we've uh, given you more than enough, but remember, the adult thing to do is probably just keep your head down, do your job, and move on like you don't know a thing. I agree. All right, that's it for today's episode, folks. We really hope you enjoyed it, and thanks so much. Again and again, you guys tune in, and we just couldn't be more thrilled. If you want to reach out for any reason whatsoever, please visit us at friendselephants.com. Or on Facebook at Friends Elephants. Also, email us at friendswithelephants at mail.com. We got some mail there, so thank you so much this week. Or catch us on Twitter. I'm at Jester J. And I'm at It's Ivana. All right. I got to get out of this fort. For some reason, it is like 107 in this fort. It is. I think it's because I actually put in all the comforters in my house. (laughs) So real quick, make sure you like us on iTunes, comment on SoundCloud, do all those things. And we got to get out of here. Freedom! Freedom!